You're listening to Leaders Last. Leaders Last. With your host, Dr. David Robertson. All right, all right. Welcome back to another edition of Leaders Last. I'm your host, Dr. David Robertson. Thank you so much for taking time out of your life to listen to leadership philosophy. Have you ever lost respect for a leader because they were too pushy or because they were a pushover? Happens a lot. But I don't think many consider what the underlying issue truly is. And if you think about it, there's a good chance that the leader that you're that you're thinking of there, being too pushy or being a pushover, was of the opposite sex. This goes for both men and women both ways, and there's a reason for that. One of the issues that I often see in an organizational setting is when a leader, and I guess, for example, uh, we could use a, a new woman leader who associates leadership with certain traits, exaggerates her leadership posture in the attempt to establish her role or authority in the minds of her people. I think that's a big mistake. Of course, we could do the same thing uh, with men, right? So a man, a new man becomes a leader, is going to associate leadership with certain traits, is going to exaggerate his leadership posture, try to, uh, try to establish authority in the minds of, of, of his people. But they go about it different ways. Either way, again, I think it's a mistake. It's not long before half the organization loves the leader and the other half thinks they're a tyrant or a pushover really kind of depends. In reality, though, at least some of the time, it's rooted in nothing more than a misunderstanding regarding communication reception. Here's the deal. And I've said this before. Women and men send and receive information differently. Now, while we're talking about leadership here, please understand that this, this kind of works in almost all settings. I know a lot of people would love to argue this point, um, but that's just how it is. That's just how it is. And as leaders, once we understand this, once we know this, we can, we can use it to great effect regarding influence. For example, and again, this is generally speaking because there are exceptions to this, of course. Okay, this isn't blanketed, but this is one of those things that we can default to to wield influence in ambiguous situations. Okay, But again, generally speaking, women usually prefer receiving information more on the authoritarian or direct scale. However, men, generally speaking, prefer receiving information on more of a collaborative or democratic scale. Now, if we don't understand this, this difference usually results in issues. And this is especially true when discussing something emotionally charged. So here's the problem I see. People tend, for whatever reason, to believe that since they're a certain way, then everyone else must be that way too. Leaders, look, don't do that. That's not how it is. That's not how it goes. Not at all. In fact, think about morals and values for a case in point. Your morals and values are considerably different 
than probably most other people in the world. And when you think about it on a grander global scale, you're sort of a loner when you really think about it. You're the oddball out. So default there. We need to think about this type of communication differently and understand that we become better communicators when we send out information based on the preferences of the person that we're trying to communicate with. And we can get better understanding of what's being conveyed by others when we receive the information based on the understanding of their preferences. But again, that, there's, there's a little bit of a problem there because you cannot go and communicate with everybody to figure out everybody's preferences. So we need the shortcut. And that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to share with you today. And I can prove it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint a hypothetical here. Here's a little point in case here. Imagine an attractive woman sitting alone somewhere. And she attract, or let's say she catches the eye of some random handsome guy across the way, right? Could be a hotel, could be a bar, could be the office, doesn't matter, right? Well, the guy is interested, let's say, builds up his courage, goes over to talk to her and tries to strike up a conversation maybe and, and asks her out. Let's say she likes what she sees. Dresses nice, whatever the situation is, whatever the preferences are there. Likes what she sees, takes a chance, and says yes to the offer of the date. But then the guy begins asking a bunch of questions and kind of just hem-hawing around about, you know, what would she like to eat, where would she like to go, basically thrusting everything onto her. Chances are pretty good that the girl's likely going to lose interest. Assume the guy's a pushover and kind of not go anywhere with it. May even reject the date. But let's change this up a little bit based on the preferences. Let's say the guy asks her out. She says yes. But then he presents a plan. Like, great, I found a great new restaurant we can try. We'll watch a movie and then take a stroll through the park afterwards. Maybe grab a nightcap if you're not too tired by then. The female is going to appreciate that. She's going to sense a great deal of confidence and will likely appreciate him for him. Now, if there is any pushback, she'll probably say so. Well, yeah, I've been to that restaurant. It's not too good. right? Then there'll be some course correction there to some degree, but... It will be that sort of exchange. That confidence level makes a huge difference. That direct uh, authoritarian scale, that, that, that piece, the presentation of that information in such a way makes a huge difference. But you wouldn't see that the other way around. Let's try it the other way. Guy comes over, asks her out. She says yes. But then the girl starts dictating how things are going to go. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll go there. Well, the man's going to be like, whoa, this was intense. Way too intense. Probably be turned off and reject the entire idea. But let's say she did have things in mind. And then merely suggested elements of the plan or the, 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 the plan entirely. 
says something like, that's great. I'd love to. That sounds amazing. Have you heard of such and such place? Would you be interested in trying that? The guy would likely go along with it for the sake of appeasement because it was collaborative. Again, women appreciate a more authoritarian and direct approach. Men prefer a more collaborative or democratic approach. So women, you're going to get a lot further by being collaborative and providing suggestions and, you know, and, and, and seeking ideas when it comes to men. Men, you're going to get a lot further when you're being a lot more direct about what needs to be done or what you're asking for. And when we understand this, we can wield a tremendous amount of influence. Let's look at this from an organizational standpoint. When that new female boss comes in and begins to dictate everything, the women appreciate it, and the men tend to resist. When a man takes over the organization and starts dictating things, on the same level, the women appreciate it and the men tend to resist. When a leader is more collaborative, the men think the leader is great and the women somewhat lose confidence. Why is he such a pushover? What's going on here? Again, there are exceptions here, but generally speaking, it's not a bad way to default. Be more collaborative with men. Be more direct with women. Organizationally, when speaking to both men and women, be specific and then default to the three-part communication model because that model relies on and demonstrates the facts of the matter rather than gender reception. And when it comes to listening, we need to understand these differences as well. And as I've said before, listen to the spirit of what's being said and consider the nonverbal elements of what's being conveyed. For example, if a woman is being direct, appreciate the fact that that's how she receives information. Be forgiving and understand that it's just her communication style. It's not because she's, she doesn't like you. It's not like she's trying to control you. That's not the situation. At the same time, women have to understand that when a guy is being a bit of a pushover, he's doing it to be more collaborative. It's his communication style. He's definitely got preferences, but he's more than likely trying to shy away from being a control freak. Remember, generally speaking, we give information like we prefer to receive it. Men tend to offer information collaboratively, Women tend to offer information more directly. You can flip the script anytime you want. And with some practice, your influence will increase uh, as you perfect it. Remember, how someone communicates with you often reflects their preferences. Doesn't mean that a man is necessarily a pushover. It doesn't necessarily mean that a woman is on a power trip. It just means that we communicate differently, and there are various degrees to which this occurs. But if we want to become more effective communicators, we can understand these differences and, and act accordingly. If you happen to be a female leader in a predominantly male organization, approach it a little bit more democratically. If you're a male in charge of a predominantly female organization, be a lot more direct. And if you happen to be a part of an organization that's pretty split, mix it up. All right, be sure to check out 
the Leaders Last group on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it and check out the description of this podcast for more leadership groups. If you'd like your leadership group listed, just reach out to me. Guys, I'm out. We'll see you next time right here on Leaders Last.